excited about stuff. So somebody get uh, Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Y'all see it up there. Yes. Luke chapter 6. And I'm telling y'all to talk in the mic. I ain't talking in the mic. Luke chapter 6. For the, bot, the podcast, I guess it's working now. Praise God. Huh? Luke chapter 6, verses 12 to 19. Luke, somebody God say amen. amen. Oh, well, somebody can read it then. Hold up. We need you to have a microphone. Tim, get it up, Tim. I know you don't want to give us this about. Get it to it. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead, sis. Amen. Okay. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray. And continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called to his he called his disciples to himself. Amen. And from then, and from them he chose twelve whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James, and John, Philip, and Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Okay. Athalias. Thank yeah. Athalias, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you. And Simon called Zelot. Zelot. Go ahead. Okay. Judas, the son of James, and Judas. Judas, the brother of James. Brother of James. And Judas. Iscariot. Iscariot, thank you, who also became a traitor. Mm-hmm. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples. And a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tribe and Sidon who came to hear him. Amen. And he healed and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. Mm-hmm. And they were healed, and the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out of him from him. And healed them all. Amen. Amen. That's good right there. See, <clears throat> so Jesus went up on the mountainside and he wanted, and then he came and it came to him and he appointed the 12. Then once he appointed the 12, he was saying, Man, so that he could have a life group. Amen. Jesus could have stayed up on the mountain talking down to the people because that's how it worked back then. They didn't have a microphone, didn't have megaphones. But if you stood up and talked down, everybody could hear you. Amen. So, but Jesus came down on the plain level field so he can talk one on one, so he can talk to the people. Just, just like if you come to my house, you sit down. You ain't just gonna sit down at my house. You're gonna sit down. You're gonna eat. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna sing. You're gonna pray. We're gonna have a good time in the Lord. Amen. You're gonna have life group. Yeah, and that's the purpose of it, so that, so, that, so that you can know what you're there for, why you're there for, and God's going to get the glory. Amen? And then you're going, I can't, mm, mm. I don't want to put people's business out there, but uh, some people come to uh, our house, and we sit down, we have life group. We've been having life group for years. We have life group at our house, and they go home, and some of the people I know, and they say, man, and we didn't have anything to drink. Well, and you still had a good time. See, they didn't even think. They didn't think they could have a good time. Come on now. You didn't have anything to drink. You still had a good time. 
So it's, it's something how, uh, how the power of God, the presence of God, when you're doing the purpose of God, that you can change people's lives. You can change people's perspective of spending time together or how they come together. You know what? It's funny how when we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, you know what store is crowded? No. Oh, come on now. Somebody got to tell the truth. I know we in church. I do. I do. It's just, yeah. They, they, it's running around the corner. Look at store. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every time you celebrate Easter, that's when people going to go to church. They get all dressed up, but the liquor store is crowded. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Now, here, it's testimony time, right? I used to have a bar and a liquor store when I was a young, 23 years old. So these things I'm telling you, I'm not just telling you something I've seen, tell you something, something I, I was a part of the business. Amen? So I knew that, you know, all my, all my slow days would be straightened out on Christmas. <laughs> it was going to be straightened out on Easter. Amen. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, on New Year's, the 4th of July, all the, all, I can catch up all the bills when, you know, when we celebrate Jesus. I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you. And, and, you know, and since we're talking about and this is life group stuff, like Christmas is like big holiday, correct? Correct? All over the world. It's one holiday bigger. Halloween. Spend more money. Yep. And this is this this should it really shouldn't surprise you. I'll tell you why. Because uh, and this is the importance of life groups so that you can talk about things. Uh, there's spiritual connotation on Christmas about the birth of Jesus Christ. There's spiritual connotation about Satan on Halloween. And it says Satan want to show off just like an angel of light. He want to do the same things. He want to celebrate the same way. So it shouldn't surprise you that that's like, what's the number one selling book in the world? The Bible. It's the number one sold book in the, in the world. It's the number one bought book in the world. It's the number one given away book in the world. It's the number one burnt book in the world. All at the same time. Only one book comes close. I'm going to teach y'all some stuff today. I'm going to teach y'all some stuff today. Actually, I got, you know what? And I, I just drew a blank because I can't think of the name of it, but I'm going to tell y'all where it comes. A lady wrote it in England, and it's about some witches and warlocks. What's the name of the book? Harry Potter. Number two selling book in the world. <laughs> number two selling book in the world. It shouldn't surprise you. I'm trying to tell you. Satan is trying to, is trying to, Duplicate everything that Christ is doing, and they and they and they and they're taking it to our children, because they know the children are going to grow up and it's going to become second nature, and that's why we have what's going on in our lives today, thereby solidifying the importance of life groups, thereby solidifying the purpose of life groups, because if we can get together in life groups, we can talk about these things. Amen. We can talk about these things. Life group within the church intentionally. It's supposed to be from, say, 3 to 12 people. From, say, 3. <laughs> I'm hard-headed. From, say, 3 to 12 people, right? But because, because of uh, our situation where, where our church is spread out, our life groups can get bigger. 
right? And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Cause, but one thing we have to be intentional about is taking our life group to other houses. We have to do that. It's really important to share the life group, uh, to share the excitement of, you, you know, it's like when we have life group at our house, we get excited. We, can't, we couldn't wait until we could have life group in person. Just get excited. My wife overdo everything. You know what I mean? So, and if that makes her happy, then so be it, right? <laughs> so, so it's important, and we, I want other people to enjoy that excitement. Like, if we have life group at somebody else's house, don't worry about it. We all going to pitch in. We all going to help. We all going to put it together. We can do that. Amen? We all have ways. We all have connections. Praise God. See, uh, there's goals for life group, and that's lifting the spirits through intentional relationship building. Lifting our spirits through intentional relationship building. Amen. Can someone find Hebrews chapter 10? We got to lift our, uh, your spirit intent, through intentional relationship building. You know what? While y'all finding that, I certainly, uh, I'm certainly out of order this morning. And one problem I have at any time I got to teach, preach, or anything, at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm up. I'm ready. I get up, I be in the shower twice, shave twice, fix, found the, you know, well, Tim know what I'm talking about, find the hairs that I missed and go back and get them. <laughs> you know, because they gray, they stick out now. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it, we're going to get there, we're going to get there, we're going to get there. I, I, I forgot something, I have to go to it, I have to go to it. Uh, I first... Uh, I got to give glory to God, right, for giving me a chance to be here. I got to thank Pastor Benson for entrusting me with the word of God, with the people of God that God put under him. All right? And I have to do this. I'm going to give you all the scripture. Hebrews. Uh-oh. I forgot what it was, right? Ten something. Somebody got it? 10, 24, and 25. Yep. 10, 24, and 25. Not Hebrews 24. Hebrews 10. They don't have that many chapters there. Nope. There you go. Come on now and see. That's the word in you. That's the word in you talking. I also, uh, I want to thank my wife for putting up with me. Because when I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning... Of course, I kind of wake her up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I try to tiptoe around. I'm too big to be tiptoe. But I be trying. Amen? I be trying. <clears throat> and then, uh, uh, okay, Hebrews, Hebrews, Hebrews. Please. So I'm read Hebrews chapter 10. I don't know if you can read that. Verse 24. I need the microphone, whoever's going to read it. If, if you're going to read, let me know. I'll give you the microphone. Or... You gonna read? No, no, she's gonna give you the microphone. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves. Um, of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. 
It's important for us to come together. Uh, Tim, can I get a towel or something? Or, or a paper towel? It's important for us to come together. Very important. I know even with this technological age, it makes it harder for people to come out the house. Why come out your house when you can watch 10 different preachers from all over the country, pick them out, and on YouTube, you can pick them out at any time you want to watch them. So it makes it harder for people to say, well, I ain't got to go to church. I can have church right at my house. Come on now. That ain't what God meant. That's why his word says, forsake not the fellowship of yourselves together. You understand? Hey, B, can you turn that air up or down, however it does, make it colder a little bit? Or is it just me, y'all? Well, then leave it alone, B. Yeah. So, uh, and if we look at life group, even, the, uh, even to break it down even in simpler terms for us, uh, life group is important because it's about building a Christian family. Amen? Building the body of Christ. Matter of fact, let me do this. You build a body of Christ. If we start at the head, who's at the head? Jesus. Amen? And we need Jesus at the head. Ain't that right? We need him to point us in the right direction to keep us doing what we're supposed to be doing to help us think what we should be thinking because we ain't being, we be doing some stinking thinking. Tell the truth. Amen? Amen? So we need Jesus as the head. But then we are what? We are the body. Now, here's the importance of being the body of Christ. Uh, they even talk about it. I didn't uh, particularly look it up. But the body of Christ is made up of many members, just like your body, right? Just like the body of Christ is made up of, you got ears on the body of Christ? That don't ring. We got ears on the body of Christ, right? And we need that for doing what ears are supposed to be doing. We got eyes on the body of Christ. Oh, this is really getting ugly. We got a mouth on the body of Christ. Hopefully it's a smiling mouth. We got arms on the body of Christ. It's coming together, y'all. Long arms. We got hands on the body of Christ. Right? We got the body, we got legs, and feet. And you say, well, why would I do that and draw this ugly man up there, right? It's important. Because if you a hand, we don't need you to walk. We need the feet to walk. So if you're a foot, do your walking. Amen? Come on now. If you're an ear, we need you to hear. We don't need you talking. Because if you're talking, you can't hear. Amen? So what, what, what am I talking about? Whatever your gift is, exercise your gift. Because that is going to build up the whole body of Christ. And we all need each other to be one body. Amen? We all need each other. Because if we didn't need each other, God wouldn't have pointed, put it like that in the Bible. We all need each other, the body of Christ. And that's part of the life groups so that we can recognize the body of Christ, who we are. Amen? And if we, uh, and when you look at like a body of Christ and everything like that there, I'll just explain that to you. And all the different members, it reminds me of something that, uh,
Let's work just the same way. We're family. Amen? We're family. Guess what goes on in family? You can't choose who? Your family. You just can't choose them. Some of them you don't like. Some of them you like. Hopefully you love them all. Some of them is hard. They make it hard to love some of them. Amen? Come on and tell the truth now. Some of them you don't invite over all the time. And if you do, you got to put everything away. They say, I could use the bathroom. Go out back. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> but it's a family. It's a whole family. And, 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 and you can't choose a family. That's the same way in the body of Christ. You don't choose your family in the body of Christ. I know somebody say, well, somebody like Hitler. They say, oh, he's supposed to be in hell. Well, what if he asked Jesus Christ to forgive him for his sins? Guess what he is? He family now. Donald Trump. If he ever give his heart to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he's family. I wouldn't trust him with my bank account. But he's still family. Amen? That's what I'm trying to tell you. And that's the same way in the body of Christ. It's the same way in the church. Everybody in the church don't got good intentions. And you know what? I, I know they said this. There, there was, there, I'm giving you an example. There's a couple that got married, right? And she was just bitter ratchet and just rough and 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 he was just a happy-go-lucky guy but they they fell in love opposites attract right so they figured they fell in love they went to church they both got saved and guess what she was still bitter and mean but she was saved now you can't take that from her now it's going to take some time (laughs) it's going to take some time and we want it to happen right away for some people that don't it don't, because it didn't happen right away for you. Amen? I thank God that, you know, we live in tech, tech technological age. I thank God they don't put on the screen everything I used to do, you know, what God delivered me from. So, and it's easier to look at somebody and what they do that you see publicly and judge them. Well, yeah, we can't be in the judgment circle. And why, and why am I saying that? Because if we're having a life group and we are all a family, we are blood-related, Amen? Let me tell you, Revelations, Revelations chapter 12, verse 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and he loved their lives unto death. Amen? We are a blood family. Whose blood? Jesus' blood. We are a blood family. So, so we can't be judgmental because somebody is doing something. And the only reason you recognize what they're doing, probably because you used to do it. I didn't want to look at nobody. I didn't want to look at nobody. Ain't no need to start no trouble, amen? So it's important for uh, the Life Group family to do that. And even, and even uh, New Direction Bible Fellowship. It says, New Direction Bible Fellowship, changing lives through the life-changing word of God. All right? Right? That's what we want to do in our life. Change lives through the life-changing word of God. Change lives through the life-changing word of God. At home. At home. In your comfortable space. You know, uh, well, we used to have fellowship time where you walk around with COVID and change a lot of that. Amen? But... At the house, you can give somebody a hug and sit down and eat and give them, go, go get a plate for them. You understand what I'm saying? All that stuff is, is, uh, is how you see love in action. 
See, love, as you know, they say it all the time, love is a verb. It's an action word. Somebody can tell you they love you all they want. Christ said, if you love me, do what? Keep my commandments. He said, if you love me, keep my statutes. If you love me, keep my word. So Christ saying, if you, if, if, if you love me, you got something to do. It ain't, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Not, I'm not saying don't go around and tell people you love them. I'm saying show them and tell them. Amen? Hmm? Yeah, amen. Say, say, say that in the mic. You show them love through your actions. Amen. amen. Praise God. It says faith without works is what? Come on now, dead, dead, dead. Faith without works is dead. We got to act on this love. And we can do that in life groups when we can't necessarily do it in church group all the time. Because people come in here and to tell the truth, a lot of people get out of here before the benediction. I'm not saying who, but they do. And let's hope they're going to another service. You know what I mean? And, and why would I say that? Because we want to look at the positive side of everything. And if it isn't, let that be revealed in the zone. Right? Right? Because if we look for good, we might see good. There's always that. And I share it all the time. If you come to church, if I, and when I hear somebody say, well, she didn't speak to me, or he didn't speak to me, I'm not going to just blame the women. He didn't speak to me. I got one answer to that. I said, there's only one way you can know that. You didn't speak to them. Yeah. Yeah, it's so important. It's so important because you never know what's on their mind. You never know what they're going through. Amen? And they probably need somebody to speak to them. They need somebody to hug them, to hold them. That's the purpose of the life group. Why? Because you can build that relationship in a life group. So when you see them on Sunday and they ain't moving like they was doing in the life group, you know something wrong. So if you, but you don't have that personal relationship with them, then you don't, you don't recognize that. Amen? You don't recognize that. How they say husbands and wives, if they, you know, together a long time, they can, like, finish each other's sentences, know what they already want. You understand what I'm saying? They can see the creek if they're getting up slow on this side. Up that hip bother you again, ain't it? It's the reason why they spend time together. They fellowship together. And that's what life groups are about. Building relationships so that we can come together and love. Amen? Loving one another. Knowing one, one another. Making disciples that make disciples through the life-changing word of God. Anybody know what that means? Making disciples that make disciples? Do y'all understand that concept? When, when pastors say that you make disciples that make disciples? Who want to share about it? Anybody? Or do y'all just want me to share it? Please use the microphone. You got it, don't you? Tim, who got the mic? <laughs> Go ahead. When we've been given... Learned, we, when we learn it, we pass it on to the next generation, to the next person. So it's the testimony for what we've learned. We give that testimony to the next person and on and on and on. Amen. Amen. See, when you, uh, a disciple is a learner that learns how to teach other people to teach other people. 
Amen. So what you learn, you share with someone how to teach what you just learned so that someone else can teach someone so they can learn how to teach someone who can learn how to teach someone. It never stops. Amen? And that's how you can reach the whole world. Amen? That's how you can do it. That's how God took 12 apostles and reached the world. 12 apostles now. Huh? Come on now. A continuing cycle. Sorry, I had to say it. I had to hear you so I can say it in the microphone. A continuing cycle. Amen. Amen. Perpetual motion. Amen. And we're going to do that thing because we're going to do it right now and we're going to do it through our life groups. Through our life groups. Amen. Now, uh, when we rolled out life groups, we did it during the COVID era. So it kind of made things tough. Right? Because we had to uh, figure out how we're going to, uh, you know, there's back, there's, there's like a background stuff. Okay, how do we do the life groups? Because it wasn't just automatic Zoom because we didn't have a whole bunch of Zoom accounts. You know what I mean? We had the one for the church. So we had to get Zoom accounts. And then we had to do some Zoom teaching. Amen? Because, because you know how to click on the thing on Zoom don't mean you know how to share Zoom with people. Amen. So, and then Pastor had to had to, had to take a, take some members that he thought could lead lead life groups, and then teach them how to lead life groups. Amen. It was it was a whole lot going on for the life groups to come as a purpose to this thing. Oh yeah, uh, purpose of life group. <laughs> There's a purpose to this thing, and for our church during COVID, the purpose was to bring us back together. As a family, we once were. Because we've been torn apart by COVID. The more, I mean, some people who, who fellowship together. If you, like how many people you took to your house from church? That's a thought. Guess what? You should take somebody home. I don't mean take them home like that. Like, a, you know, they may be Tim. You know what I mean? Say, <laughs> I'll just mess with Jesus to Like, we should fellowship with someone outside of church, right? That's, and, and that was the purpose of life groups, so that we can teach one another how to fellowship outside of church. So we can teach, teach, teach one another how to be a life group. Amen? So, so we did all that. <clears throat> and when we started the life group, we were bringing people together because COVID got hard on people. You know, you got, I, you know, you get sick and tired of being home alone. Uh, or not everybody. Will. I mean, it's according, it's according to your setup. But if you, uh, if you, uh, like, uh, what do you call my daughter? She was like, uh, she liked to be around people, get them all excited. That's just the same way T is, infectious. Just, you know, just talk to everybody. Be, with, no matter where you go. You know what I mean? So and, and, and so that's important. That's important. And if, if we can do that through, uh, through sharing the word of God with our lives. Amen. Can we uh, go to John 17? See, we need to reach people. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta do that. The four R's. I got R's up here. Yeah, I got R's up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get to it. I just got to it. I didn't have to remember how to get to it. Amen. That happens as you get old, right? <clears throat> then I got to see it to remember it. 
There's four R's. It means to reach, restore. I write them down. Four R's are to reach, restore, reassure. Uh oh. Reassure and respond. Got that? Reach, restore, reassure, and respond. We got to reach people that are isolated, even if they don't realize it. Even if they don't realize it. In John 17, verse 6, it says, Jesus Christ is, is uh, good. Somebody find John 17. I want to just read it when I, by myself when we all can read together. Amen? Yep. We got to reach people because that's what, uh, that's what God did with Jesus Christ. He reached out. John chapter 17, verse 6. And it says, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world, thine they were, and thou gave them to me, and they have kept thy word. Amen? Reach people that are isolated. I'm going to read verses 9 and 10. It says, I pray for them. I pray not for this world, but for them that thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all are mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified. In them. This is Jesus Christ speaking. Amen? And he's speaking, and, and, and in this verse, it says that uh, the, the verb give or gave was, was said 17 times. And 13 of those 17 times, the father was talking about the giving of the son to reach people. He gave of his only begotten son to reach you, to reach me. He gave up his only begotten son just to reach us. Amen? And so, and what does that mean? In life groups, when sometimes somebody, you know, you know somebody will say, if you guys speak, grab a mic, please. Somebody will say, uh, with COVID, nobody called me. That's hurtful, right? This is what the life group is for. The life group is for us to get to know one another. The life group is for us to get to know one another's phone number so that we could call each other, so that we can reach out to one another, so that we can be reached like God reached out to us. Now, he did the amazing sacrifice to reach out for us. And guess what? It might be a sacrifice for you to reach out to somebody else. Make a sacrifice. That's what I was about to say. We say nobody didn't call us, but whom did we call? That's reaching, and we have to know that that's what we have to do sometimes. That's the same thing that people saying nobody spoke to me. What did you? <laughs> you know, and, and, and pastors catch it. I got to tell you the truth. They do. They really do. They say, oh, pastor ain't calling me when I was sick. Was he living in your house? Do he know you sick? Amen. Call pastor and say, pastor, I'm sick. Then he can say, you sick? I didn't know you were sick. <laughs> and, 
And I can't tell you how many times, how many countless times people have left the church. Yeah, people leave church because the pastor didn't call them because they were sick. Or the pastor didn't call them because their mom died. Your mom lived in Louisiana. How's he, it's not even in the paper. How are you supposed to know? You got to know. And why, and why would I say that? Because, you know, a lot of people know that I've been sharing the word of God, preaching, teaching for years, for decades now. It's funny how fast time goes. And uh, I, every now and then I, I get that call. Man, you didn't come to my mom's funeral or you didn't come to my brother's funeral. I said, do you guys know I don't live in Camden no more? I don't get to carry a post. You know what I mean? Call me up, man. Even put it on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Put, put it on Facebook. If I don't see it, my wife will see it. She, she'll see it. Amen? So it's important for us to reach out, to share, to reach. Because God did it for us. That's what God did for us. He reached out. Amen? That's the first one. Then we got to restore. Amen? We got to restore. The Father gave his son to reach and gave us his word to reach the world and bring them to the family of God, right? We got to restore people that have drifted away spiritually. Amen? Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 says, Has thou not known, has thou not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, and there is no searching of understanding. He giveth power to the faint, to them that have not, no might in his in, in increasive strength, even to the youth that shall not faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall, and here it comes. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and mount up like wings as eagles and shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Restore, they shall renew their strength. If we try to restore, to build up one another, to help one another, to point one another in the right way, to help them be who the God will have them to be, who God wants them to be, it says they will renew their strength like an eagle. And do y'all know how important that renew your strength like an eagle is? See, eagles, they live to be a long, they live to be old. And how do they live to be old? Their feathers. They, as they grow older, their feathers just keep growing. They get big and they get hurtful. Now, eagles are amazing animals. They don't worry about storms. As a matter of fact, they say an eagle will ride the top of a storm. And the worse the storm gets, the higher the eagle will fly. It doesn't matter how high he goes. He can go to the highest peak. God created them amazingly. So when the eagle gets older and their feathers get, get big and hard and they hurt, an eagle will fly to a high peak and he will pluck out all of his feathers. Now, once he pluck out all of his feathers, he can't fly. He can't defend himself. He's weak. And he has to sit there and wait for God to renew him. He got to wait for his feathers to grow. That's why it says renew your strength like an eagle. This thing is deep. I didn't know that about eagles. And then once the feathers and stuff grow, and, and once they survive that, they're like a brand new bird. And that's why they can live to be old. Because they're starting all over again. Amen? It's like getting, uh, you know, plastic surgery, I guess. <laughs> I just try and compare it to what we think. If you can get, no, I say it like this. It's like getting transplant surgery, like a new heart, a new start. Amen? Renew, restore, and we got to restore one another. Some people are going through some things are hard and hurtful. Amen? And they need some help, man. 
And so, well, let me say, Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Because your own understanding will have you looking at your problems and ready to give up. Amen? Your own understanding will make you pick up the bottle again. I don't know if that's your problem, but I know people like that. Amen? Amen? Your own understanding have you eaten cake in the middle of the night. That's my problem. Ice cream, amen? Or, or I don't even keep iced tea in the house. I can drink iced tea until it's no more tea no more. I'll be laying down. you hear the tea go, I can't make it up. So we don't even keep iced tea in the house. I guess, you know, I got my sweet tea. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> Romans 15 and 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may be overflowing with hope and power of the Holy Spirit. You can be restored by his word. And you can, we can do this in life groups, restoring one another, lifting one another up, sharing hope with one another through his word, through the power of fellowship and with love one with another. Amen? Just like you said, if you feel alone, nobody called you. When you, when you have been part of a life group, you got somebody to call. Amen? Huh? That's right. Pick up the phone and call. And that's the purpose. That, 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 that's one of the major purpose of life groups, so that we can have somebody to call, somebody to pick up and talk to. Amen? Says uh, in Hebrews 6.19, says, We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. Uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For the Spirit of God gave us, for the Spirit God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Amen? We don't have to sit around and wait for somebody to do something for us. We can stand up. Amen? All right. I don't, I don't, I don't went in to reassure y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. I really did. That was part of reassure. But I'm excited about it anyway. Because <laughs> we got to reassure one another, build one another up, help one another, point them in the right direction. Amen? Reassure them. That God's going to be, and First First Corinthians 6, it says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, and be strong. You can reassure one another. Even though you're going through, guess what? God brought you through before, and he'll bring you through now. We have our testimony to live for t- tomorrow, amen? We have our testimony to share with someone and let them know, I know you're going through. Guess what? God will bring you through, amen? And that's part of our life group training. That's part of what we're supposed to do, reassure one another. I'm running out of time. That was 1 Corinthians 16 and 13. Amen? Yes, verse 13. And we can read James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Amen? Amen. You're going to make it through. You can be reassured that even though you're going through, you're going to get through. I don't know. You know, God's answer is not always yes. As a matter of fact, sometimes his answer is no. And guess what? If God's answer is no, that's exactly what you needed was a no. Amen? Sometimes we force the issue. Yes. Do you got a microphone? That Tim got the microphone. Okay. Sometimes I want to know, does God say no not yet, and wait, 
or yes? Like no, yes, or wait. Like not now. Just hold off. Wait. Be Sometimes still, wait. that's that's exactly what mm-hmm. God does. Hold on. Sometimes he says all of them. Amen. We have to know that we sometimes we have to wait. Amen. Everything is in God's timing. Amen. Amen. Delay doesn't mean denied. Come on now. Come on now. Y'all gonna start preaching out here, right? <laughs> Praise God. That's how that's just how good God is. Amen. Because let me tell you. All right, I'm gonna say it. The word of God says to find a wife is to find what? Right. And obtain favor. Amen. How about I'm going to share something with you? Every woman is not a wife. Amen. And, you know, sometimes we say, well, I found that wife. And, she, and God says that's a good thing. No, you didn't find a wife. You found a woman and made her your wife. Amen. It's, there is a difference. There is a difference. See, we need to wait on God. We always in a rush. Like we like to microwave our coffee and stuff like that. Just microwave this coffee this morning. Uh-oh. They looking at me. Uh, we going to have to close out, you know. We going to have to close out. They looking at me. All kind of funny. Huh? I know. And 945 is when everything's supposed to get started for them. I know that because I sit back there. But uh, I, I'm, I'm going to do respond. I'm just not going to go. Because look, y'all, see how much I got? <laughs> but this, <laughs> this ain't for the day, though. It's part for next week. <laughs> this is part for next week. We're we, we not going to miss anything. Okay. We, uh, now we're at respond. We did reach, restore. You reassure, build one another up. Reach, reach the people that are lost. Restore those that are, that are hurting and going through. And now we're at, we, have, we have to respond. Amen? And guess what we have to respond to? And this is a purpose, a purpose of life groups. We have to respond to the real needs shared through personal connection. Amen? If you have, we just talked about that. If you're having a life group, amen, and, and, and you're sharing with one another, and you know that someone is hurting, and they're not going to sit up in church. Ain't nobody going to sit up in here. And just say, well, I'm going through this and I'm going through that. And uh, I, just, I just ain't acting right. Or, or, or I ain't no good on a Monday, especially on a Wednesday. Or, when, or they're or they not going to tell you a certain time of year I think about sister so-and-so and we used to do such and such and then I get my drink on. They're not going to say that in here. But on, on a one-on-one basis, they'll share that with you. Amen? And let me tell you how important that is. Because then that gives accountability. It's important for you to find somebody that you can talk to. It's important for you to find somebody. See, and that's where the respond part come in. Amen? We got to respond to real things. We got to respond to real problems. We got to respond to real hurts. And you can never find that out just on a Sunday morning at church. Amen? But that's the purpose of being in a life group, sitting at home, eating, talking, crying together, talking together, growing together, building one another up, restoring one another, reaching one another, reassuring one another. Then you can really respond. Amen? You can really respond. And it's so important for us to respond. Amen? And Philippians 4 19 says, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen? God's going to respond. 
And what and, and you say, what does this riches and glory got to do? Because if you if you ain't in church telling, you know, at a, at, a, at a life group, we can sit down and say, you know, they may say this. No, we can't have it at, at my house life group because uh, I just don't have, you know, I can't finance the uh, the setting. Guess what? You ain't got to. If you want to have a life group at your house, we'll finance the whole setting. As a matter of fact, and when we leave, we're going to leave you something for the rest of the week. Amen? We can do this thing together. It's time for us to respond to one another, to one another's needs. And that's the purpose of a life group, so that we can get to know one another's needs, our hurts, our pains. We can even share the joys of life. How good is it for us to know the joy in somebody else's life? Amen? Because some, some things, you know, some people got strongholds that grip them up. And you, can, you had a life group that shared their stronghold with you. And you can say, look, I went through that. Guess what happened? Guess what God did? And let me tell you how he did it. And guess what? It took me two years, but he did it. Some people think, I'm going to have to deal with this for all my life. I ain't, never, I ain't no good. I ain't saved. Yes, you are. Strongholds are real. And I really got to stop now. I'm going way over. I love you guys. We, we got next week. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. We're going to get all these people that just came in back there, stand back there. Y'all going to come in here at uh, what time it starts? Whatever time it starts. 8.45. 8.45. Y'all going to come at 8.45 and get, and get all the good stuff. Amen? Uh, let us close out in prayer. Let us close out in prayer. Father God, we thank you for bringing us together this morning, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the people of God that you have sent here, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that you have responded to the vision of our pastor and that that, uh, life groups have been created, Father God, so that we can come together with purpose to share, to, to restore, to respond, Lord, to reach one another, Lord, to share, to reassure one another in Christ Jesus, to build one another up, Father God, edifying one another, pray with one another, testify one another, sharing your faults one with another who you have sent for us to do. We ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name we pray and amen. Amen. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week.